Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple moments and relax, put aside anything you're working on, Try to make yourself available as much as possible to whatever the Lord might be wanting to to talk to you about or or draw your attention to. Remember, this is about making yourself available to him, not necessarily focusing on what we're talking about or, or teaching here. Hopefully, those two will merge, but it's much more important. I'd much rather you be able to focus on what the Lord is speaking to you about rather than trying to learn something. The Lord knows where you're at. God knows where you're at. He knows what you are in need of, and he has that need fulfilled or met already. He creates those needs within us. He keeps us from being satisfied in some areas and then lets us be satisfied in others. And very often it's the areas where we are not satisfied that that's where he's drawing us. That's where he's trying to get our attention. Now, one of the things I want to talk about today is about what we value and our perception of value. We have this idea. We've been talking about developing and stirring up the abilities that are already within us, within our soul, the latent abilities in our soul. And we all have them. We all have the same ones. They're soulical abilities. They came with your soul but they're unique to you, just as your soul is unique to you. Your own, just as your temperament is, your physical DNA is, and yet, as a human being, you have the same physical characteristics as other human beings. (coughs) Excuse me, I may be coughing a little bit. Excuse me. So when we talk about what we're doing as far as stirring up those abilities, we want to look at what value our soul has. Understand how God values. We're going to try to interpret ourselves we're going to try to interpret our actions and the circumstances we find ourselves in we're going to interpret them according to our own values so what we want to start with is understanding that the value that God has placed on you is is finished he already perfectly values you you don't need to 
attain something or, you know, like we're talking about stirring up the abilities within in your soul, you don't need to get any better at anything in order for God to value you more. He already values you, can we say 100%. And that's because he made you the way you are for his purposes. This is part of our our problem with with the beliefs that we have that, okay, when we become a Christian, now it's our job to do, to honor God, to minister to others, to evangelize, to spread the good word. There's a list of things regardless of whether they are, you know, evangelically related or spiritually, you know, related or anything related. There's, we have a list of things, okay, now we need to do this, this, and this in order to qualify as a Christian, as a loved of God, beloved of God, or that we're honoring him and glorifying him. Even when we look at, you know, what's going to happen after we die, we have this very works-oriented, very productive-oriented mentality and belief system that in order to get something in the next whatever, you know, heaven or whatever, then it depends on how well we do here. And we, the more we can step back and realize that what we're doing here is crafted by God. You did not have control over what family you were born into or what age you were born into what body you were born into. Now, I do believe in some respect you agreed <clears throat> to whatever God offered you, you know, and you you had an opportunity to see. It's sort of like you could say God said, okay, this is the life I'm going to have for you here on earth, and this is why. This is what it's going to result for your benefit. And we say, oh, okay, I'll go along with that. Let's see what happens. And then we're put here on this earth. Now, I don't know how that works. That's one of my questions for him, how, you know, what came before, just as well as what comes after our our time here on this earth. I think there is a before and I think there is an after. But you know, to try to comprehend what is in, you know, the infinitesimal, the the eternal with our finite mind and our finite understanding. It's I, I enjoy the process of thinking about it, but I don't feel like we need to understand in order to accept. So when we see what God values in our life here on this earth, 
there may be times when we will have to change our perception and our beliefs about our time here on this earth. If you think that God saves you so you can serve him, your focus will be on service. If you believe that God saved you so you could accomplish a goal in heaven, then your focus is going to be on heaven. If you believe that God saved you because he didn't want you to go to hell, you're going to be hell-focused. So whatever you tie to that purpose of God, that's going to be very often a belief that is central to your relationship with God, to your relationship to yourself, to your relationship with others. For instance, if you believe that no man cometh to God, but that God calls him, you're not going to feel that pressure that if you don't get in into the trenches and save everyone, God's going to hold you accountable for not saving people that he put in your path. So our beliefs matter, and our beliefs determine very much so where we put our value. One of our purposes that we've been spending so much time on is the difference between spirit and soul, and spiritual and soulical. That spirit, you're either alive in spirit or you're dead in your spirit. We're all born dead. The only ones that weren't born dead in our spirit were the first Adam and Jesus. Everyone else has been born dead. Now, we can discuss the whole Adam and Eve thing, but we're not going to get into that. But ever since then, human beings, this, the people who have this earth body, have been born dead in their spirit. God comes along and makes a way to enliven us in our spirit, to renew our spirit, to re-spirit us. That which is born of spirit is spirit. If you've been born again, you are spirit. Period. There's no becoming more spirit. You're either in Christ, you're in the kingdom, you already have everything you need for life and godliness, or you don't. So we can put that aside. This is our life here on this earth, if we've been born again, is not about spirit. It's not about our spirit spirit relationship with God because that's we're already one in him we've already joined his family we're joint heirs with Christ co-inheritors with Christ he is father 
to us. We are in God now. The kingdom is in our midst, and we are in him. You've already received, spiritually speaking, you've already received all the eternal life you're ever going to get. So that's done. God's value of who you truly are, your spirit, has already been decided For all humanity, it was decided at the resurrection of Christ. As an individual, we join the process of salvation, of having our sins forgiven and receiving the new life. That happens in a twinkling of an eye, in a heartbeat in a breath, that's taken care of. That relationship with God is done, is taken care of. So the time we're spending here on this earth is not about our relationship with God. So God completely and absolutely and perfectly values your spirit being now as much as he ever will. And he he did all the work himself. He made you valuable in your spirit. This was all part of his plan, how he intended to do something different in us. And when we we talk about, you know, how you know, how powerful God is, how, you know, creative, but he's always doing something. He's remember his very nature is love, but he expresses that love through giving, through expressing, through creating. And he's making us, not spiritually, but solically, to be able to receive that which he wants to give, which is himself. It's making us more and more able to receive. Now, whether we are able to receive a little or able to receive a lot does not change how much he values us. Because he already values us perfectly because he values our spirit. Where you are in your soul and where you are in your body are not under your control. We're all, if you're you're listening to my voice, you were born at a certain period of time, with this century probably. I mean, as far as in the last hundred years. You weren't born a thousand years ago. You weren't born... 10,000 years ago. You weren't born 500 years from now. You're born during this time frame. So there are limitations and opportunities that exist in this time frame that didn't exist previously and will exist in the future. Like we have access to 
the history of how God does things in other countries, in other time periods, where we can do, we can share more about how he moves, how he does certain things, how our solical abilities work, what they look like. We can encourage one another and provoke one another and be with one another in totally different ways than have ever been possible throughout history. And yet we can't imagine 100 years from now, 50 years from now, what might be possible as far as the same kind of being able to encourage one another and share and challenge. But God doesn't value us more than he does those Christians who were alive, that he set to be alive 100 years ago. Just because we have more opportunity and more ability to learn more, to experience more, to share more. We're not more valuable. We're not less valuable because our value is not related to our soul. Our value is not related to our body. Our value to God and hopefully to ourselves is based on our spirit. And your value is only based on are you living or are you dead? And God has control of that. So how he approaches that value, I have no idea. I don't think he holds it, and this may sound strange, but I don't think he holds it against those that are still dead in their spirit, that they're still dead in their spirit. Because unless he calls someone, they can't come. Just as we talk about in our soul, if, if there's a desire in your, in your heart, in your mind, in your, you know, that you want to try something, that desire is God provoking you, is God tapping you on your shoulder. That desire comes from God. Now, sometimes it's just to get our attention. But sometimes this is how he guides and directs us. But we don't get to decide. We don't get to determine how we start here on this earth. We often don't get, you know, get to determine how we leave this earth. So how does that fit in with our, if if we have that desire, to learn about our solical abilities? It leaves us with we are free to do that and we are free not to. Because your value, how much God loves you, how much God values you, has nothing to do with your soul. Because God gave you the soul you have and the abilities. He gave you the body you have and your talents and strengths and weaknesses. 
He gave them to you. He crafted them specifically for you for, for this time. And he loves your soul. He loves your body. He values your soul. He values your body. Because that's who he is. It's not because your soul is better than someone else's or because you have developed your abilities to a greater degree than someone else or because you can do more sit-ups, you're physically more able, you're, or you're more beautiful than someone else physically. He loves your physical body. He loves your soul. He loves you because that's who he is. And you've already fulfilled, you've already got a checkbox next to your spirit. You're done. So now we're, we work because we have received. Now we learn how to live as a spirit with a soul that lives in a body because we have received God's love, God's value his stamp of approval. You've already fulfilled all the requirements he's laid out for you. So now we can enjoy the process because there are no requirements. You've already met them all. Now, part of what this does is it brings up some of our beliefs. We are compelled. We have this notion that we have to be productive. We have to, we can't waste our time here. There's, and, you know, that might be something you might want to spend some time writing down. What, do you, what are you here for? What is your soul? What did God give you your soul for? What did God give you your body for? If your if your needs were already met in your physical body, if your all your needs were already met in your soul, what would you your what would, what is your perception of what your value would be? When we start looking at what we believe about what we're supposed to be doing, very often we find our the beliefs that need to change. Now God's the one who changes them, but this is a, you know one of the things He does. Is he puts us in these situations where, like, even from the outcome of this this series, we're talking about. Okay, a lot of people feel pressure. Okay, so I accept that I have these abilities that I all of a sudden, you know, realize that they didn't come from somebody praying for me. They didn't come as a special gift. There's something I have within me. But now it's on me to get them all working and working, you know, like that. And I don't feel like I have access to the information I need. Nobody's there to encourage me or show me how to, it's done. So, but I still feel the pressure that now that I know, I should be performing. 
And this is a, a common response to this. And that's fine. It's, this is the process that God is leading us through to show us what we believe, to show us the discrepancy between what he says is true and what we say is true. And again, your soul is going to continue its bad habits as long as they work. Because what is your soul trying to do? Maintain control. And one of the ways your soul does that is to maintain control over motivation. We're all taught that we have to accomplish something. We have to see growth. Now, seeing growth is a great thing. That's one of the ways that God encourages us. Is he reveals, oh, Compared to last year, at this time last year, you couldn't stand to see your family over Christmas vacation. That's just an example. You didn't want to see them. Now you you miss them. Now that you're, you, you know, you're not all sensitive to everything they say. You're not walking around as a as a, an open wound or a button re- waiting to be pushed or whatever the change may be. God shows us that not because he values us more, but to encourage us that he is changing us. Our, so our involvement in our solical changes, our, the ability, stirring up our abilities, seeing how they work, seeing how, how you know, the wonderful things that God has already given us in our soul, that's for our enjoyment. That's for for our our value. God wants us to value what he values. He wants us to love what he loves. He loves your soul. And your soul includes those abilities. In your body, he loves how your eyes work. Your body has your has eyes. Your you see through them. You use them. You have ears. He loves your ears. He loves everything about your body. He loves everything about your soul. And he doesn't want us to to neglect the gifts he's given us, the physical gift of our body or the soulical gift he's given us of our soul. He doesn't want us to be ignorant. He doesn't want us to push off till tomorrow what he wants us to enjoy today. You know, so much we we do things and, and make decisions based on lack of information. We go ahead and, and decide anyway. Again, we want to understand. We want to we want to control. We want to Be able to know how we're, you know, how we're doing with God, how we're doing with our life here on this earth. And God said that none of that's important to Him because it's already done. So when we start focusing back in on what we are working on now is for our benefit, our enjoyment. 
it kind of, you know, you're free to never open your Bible. You're free to never think about God again. You're free to never go to church. You're, ne- you're free to never talk to anyone about God. You're free to completely ignore him. You're free to never think about your soul or your body or your spirit. You're free to go about however you want to spend your time. Because that doesn't change God's love for you. It doesn't change your nature, your spirit nature. Now I suspect as you do that, it will you may even gain a more clear direction from God. This is part of our challenges. We are always running around trying to do things when you know how do we how do we hear him, that still small voice. The quietness. So the more we can be quiet, the more we can accept that where we are right now is perfectly fine with God. Where you are right now, he's perfectly satisfied with that. He's telling you right now, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You don't have to do anything else. You're done. You're good. From now on, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? So we'll be picking back up. Hopefully that gave you something to think about and answered a couple of the questions that have been coming in. But we'll pick it up the same place next week. We're working on redoing the website, so hopefully that will be up pretty quick. But you can still drop me a line at diane at org or through Blog Talk Radio. So we'll be getting back together again same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.